Hello, and welcome to the Remnant Community Church Sunday podcast. We're so glad that you are here, and our prayer is that this message will bless you and encourage you on your journey. Thanks for listening, and enjoy. Go and to celebrate, and so in their absence, we celebrate them. They are truly good shepherds to us. They are truly good leaders, and they have created a place of refuge, freedom, and peace for us. So I acknowledge them. I thank them. Um, The fact that they entrust you all with us as your leaders, sometimes I'd be like, oh, bless them, bless them. Um, But they they do entrust what they've poured into us. So I acknowledge them. I acknowledge our ministers and our leaders. And I acknowledge you that are here with us, um, whether you're here in person in the seats or you're there joining us in Facebook or watching it later. You didn't have to be here. There was other places. Pastor Josh tells us the number of churches just in Lexington that are open that you could have gone to, but you chose to be here, and I'm thankful that you are. I'm going to open in prayer, and then we're going to dive in. We are continuing our God's Yes series, and it has been a wonderful time. Give God some round of applause if you have been here to be able to celebrate his yes, learn about his yes. If you were not here on Wednesday, you missed a great recap. We had an opportunity to um, refresh our memories and dive deeper into the series. And so as we continue, just want to open in prayer. God, we love you. We honor and adore you. We recognize that we are nothing without you. We celebrate you for the fullness of who you are. For all that you are, all that you continue to be, all that you were, God, we thank you that you are consistent. We thank you that you see us through the lens of your love. We thank you that you choose and use us, God. It is a pleasure to be used by you. So we pray that everything said here today is a fragrant aroma to your nostrils, God. We pray, Lord God, that everything that you desire for us to have, that we walk away with, Lord God. We claim now, Lord God, that we will leave changed. We celebrate, Lord God. We open our hearts. We open our minds to be receptive to your poor today. We thank you. We praise you. We glorify and magnify your name. Thank you, God. Amen. As I mentioned, we have, are continuing our yes series, and today it's going to be a little spin, and it is your yes equals God's best. Your yes equals God's best. So we're going to look at Joshua 2. Um, you can turn there if you'd like, but we're going to come up on it in a minute. And our overall statement of truth is this. God wants his best for us. He is the author and the finisher of our faith, and he can and will allow it to come to pass if we are open to saying yes. God wants his best for us. We have to be willing to say yes. So I've adopted a practice when I teach and present where I like to start with affirmations. And affirmations are simply an opportunity for you to um, state something that is true or factual. So there's two things that I'd like you to declare. One is, I am open to God's yes. Now's the time for you to say it. You can say it internally, but I would like for you to say it externally. I am open to God's yes. I am open to God's yes. The second part is, I believe that God wants his best for me. I believe that God wants his best for me. So before you can truly be open, You have to believe who he is and what he desires to do in and through you, right? So if you're open to God's yes and you believe that you want his best for you, 
today's lesson is for you. Over the past few weeks, like we mentioned, we've been talking about God's yes, and today is sort of an extension of that. The Bible is clear about God's intentions, his thoughts, and his will for us. God's will for our lives is that we have reason and purpose, and our obedience and willingness to say yes will allow you to experience the fullness of it. Two familiar and well-loved verses speak of his will towards us. The first is Jeremiah 29 and 11. And it said, for I know the thoughts I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Think about that. I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Um, we would like, to, I won't speak for you all, I would like to be able to know what people are thinking sometimes. Not all the time, sometimes. It would make my job a lot easier. But we don't have that ability. But he says, I know the thoughts that I think about you. And the amazing thing is, prior to our God's Yes series, we were doing a Bible study series, and we talked about his ways are not our ways, and his thoughts are not our thoughts. And the amazing thing about it is the things that he thinks about us don't even align with the things that we think about ourselves. I am trying to work through not cringing when people read my bio, because those things are true. They're not exaggerations. Like I really do have degrees. I really do do the work. But I don't always think those things about myself. But the God we serve, the God who created us, the God who set in place our lives before the beginning of time, he has good thoughts about you. The second one is Romans 8 and 28. And this is one of my favorites. It says, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those are, who are called according to his purpose. And the word that sticks out and is always illuminated is all. All things work together. I want you to get in your mind that one thing that you thought would not work out, would never work out, that he's worked out. That one thing that you struggled with, that you were like, I don't know how, and that too, he worked out. When I'm given the opportunity to share before you all, I always like to talk about how God inspires his messages. Um, today is no different, but I do this for a number of reasons. In teacher's class, we talk about connecting the word to ourselves and that when God gives a message for the people, the desire is that it funnels through us and then we pour out on you all. Um, I don't want you all to think, man, she's just brilliant. She comes up. No, I'd be like, Lord, please, what you want your people to know? Tell me, pastors, tell me. I, they were so kind this time. They gave me a topic. Usually, I just be like, <laughs> Jesus. They'd be like, how's your lesson coming along? <laughs> it's coming. Lord willing and the creek don't rise. Um, but when I prepare for this text, I considered all of those in the Bible who said yes to God. I'm going to come back to some of those people later. But initially, I was drawn to one particular study. Um, I was drawn to this particular person because I love, I am tickled by the fact that God uses who he chooses. Mm -hmm. And I say that because in all of his infinite wisdom, he doesn't use some of the people that we would choose. I said this before, right? Sometimes I wouldn't choose me. And so the fact that he chooses to use us, many of us don't root for the underdog. But we fail to realize that we've been the underdog at some point in our lives. 
We've been the most unlikely candidate. We've been the one who's been looked over and picked last and dismissed. So when God uses those people, it just does something to my heart. And so um, it made me smile when I was looking at this about how this person's yes impacted her life and the life of those who loved her. The second thought that came to mind was a conversation that I had a few years ago with a friend. We were sharing some dreams and we were sharing some desires and concerning this one particular thing, she said, I pray you get the desires of your heart. And in that moment, I was so receptive of her prayer, right? This is someone I trusted, someone who I knew was uh, in touch with God. And she said, I pray you get the desires of your heart. And I was like, me too, I do too. But a few days later, she came back and she said, hey, I just want you to know that God changed the prayer that I prayed concerning you. And I was like, he did. I immediately panicked, right? Are you, are you now praying against me? Are we having a prayer battle? Are we trying to see who, like, don't you want what I want as much as I want what I want? So I'm, I'm literally having, she hasn't even finished the sentence, and I am internally going through it. And she says, I'm now praying God's best for you. God's best. I reluctantly realized that I too wanted God's best. And because I wanted God's best, I had to be open to his plan, his purpose, and realign my desires to match his. I needed to position myself in a way that I could be used through his yes. And I can look back in retrospect and say, had I been given the desires of my heart at that time, I can't say I would be standing here. So those things influence where we're going today. We're going to look at a text where a woman's yes impacted not only her life, but the life of her family. Join me in Joshua 2. We're going to look at the entirety of 2, and I'm going to read it in the message, um, mostly because the message translation tickles me, uh, because I read it with an attitude because I feel like it was written with one, but also for it's, it's brief. Joshua, son of Nun, sent out from Shittim two men as spies. Go, look over the land, check out Jericho. They left, and they arrived at the house of a harlot named Rahab and stayed there. A king of Jericho was told, We just learned that men arrived tonight to spy out the land. They're from the people of Israel. The king of Jericho sent word to Rahab, Bring out the men who came to you to stay a night at your house. They're spies. They've come to spy out the whole country. The woman had taken the two men and hidden them. She said, yes, two men did come to me, but I didn't know where they came from. At dark, when the gate was about to shut, the men left, but I have no idea where they went. Hurry up, chase them. You can still catch them. She was, had actually taken them up on the roof and hidden them under the stalks of flax that were spread out for her on the roof. So the men gave chase down the Jordan Road towards the ford. As soon as they were gone, the gate was shut. Before the spies were down for the night, the woman came up to them on the roof and said, I know that God has given you the land. We're all afraid. Everyone in the country feels hopeless. We heard how God dried up the waters of the Red Sea before you when you left Egypt and what he did to the Amorite kings of the east of Jordan, Shehad and Ah. 
whom you put under a holy curse and destroyed. We heard it and our hearts sank. We all had the wind knocked out of us. And because of you, you and your God, your God, God of the heavens above and God of the earth below. Now promise me by God, I showed you mercy. Now show my family mercy and give me some tangible proof, a guarantee of life for my father and mother and brothers and sisters, everyone connected with my family. Save our souls from death. Our lives for yours, said the men. But don't tell anyone our business. When God turns this land over to us, we'll do right by you in loyal mercy. She lowered them down out of a window with a rope because her house was on the city wall to the outside. She told them, run for the hills so that your pursuers won't find you. The men told her, in order to keep this oath, sorry, she told them, hide there for three days and give your pursuers time to return, then get on your way. The men told her, in order to keep this oath you made us swear, here is what you must do. Hang this red rope out the window through which you let us down and gather your entire family with you in the house, father, mother, brother, sisters, anyone who goes out of the doors of your house into the street and is killed, it's his own fault. And we aren't responsible. It's on them. But for everyone within the house, we take full responsibility. If anyone lays a hand on them, it's our fault. But if you tell anyone our business here, the oath you made us swear is canceled. We're no longer responsible. She said, if it's what you say, that's the way it is, and sent them off. They left, and she hung the red rope out the window. They headed for the hills and stayed there three days until the pursuers had returned. The pursuers had looked high and low and found nothing. The men headed back. They came down the hills, crossed the river, and returned to Joshua, son of Nun, and reported all of their experience. They told Joshua, yes, God has given the whole country to us. Everybody there is in a state of panic because of us. Although I had read this um, years ago, Two things. Number one, I never made the connection between Rahab and Joshua in the Battle of Jericho. Had y'all made that connection? Same place. This is why you should read your Bible. This right here. This is why you should study. Right? Never had made that connection. But there were some points that I want to summarize. So we find the text in the bush of Joshua where the Hebrews are camped at Shittim um, in the Jordan Valley across the Jericho. They are going to go possess the land, but first they send out the spies to check it out. The spies went to Rahab's house. Y'all know I'm interactive, so I'm going to pose a question. Why, of all the places, of all the Airbnbs in the city, why did they go to Rahab's house? Because she's a harlot, right? There's service industry, right? She probably gets all the best door dashes, right? Why, why else? Why would, why would they go? Let me pose it this way. We're going on a church trip. We book an Airbnb and we get there and they're like, oh, y'all stayed at the whole's house. <laughs> How you feel? Here's the thing about her house. She was constantly receiving strangers. And so it wasn't unusual that people would pass through her house because of the profession that she led. So it was, they were inconspicuous, right? Because they were strangers. They were passing through town and so they went to a service house. And I thought, how many people 
would have overlooked what their mission was simply because of where they stayed. But that's not where I'm going. That's not where I'm headed at all. There's some points I want to list from this text. The first is God knows who he chooses to say yes. I said earlier that I'm drawn to stories where unlikely people are used to do miraculous things. Well, meet Rahab, often identified as Rahab the harlot. You rarely find her without that identifier. Or Rahab the prostitute in modern terms. We don't never see her listed as Rahab the rescuer because that too is true about her. Rahab the family protector. That's not the, the thing that we have the tendency to do is we identify people by the worst things that we know about them and regardless of what else they do in their life, however else God moves, however else they're changed, they are still that in our mind. How dare we? What if your name was attached to your sin every time someone identified you? Oh, here come Trace the Thief. Killer Kelly. So, side note. One of the things that I don't enjoy having a K name is whenever you play that game, like, say your name and something that describes you that starts with your name. Well, I'm not kind all the time, and so I don't want to use that. So one time I was at an event, a professional event, and they asked us to do that, and I was in a mood because why are we doing this? And the girl was like, tell me your name. I said, I'm Killer Kelly. (laughs) And she turned around in her seat and didn't talk to me anymore um, throughout the, and I don't know why she wouldn't talk to me throughout the duration of the training. But what if, (laughs) Miss Lisa's like, I know why. What if that was our identity? But God chose her and used her for, he knew exactly who she was. It wasn't a mystery to him who she was. Joshua sends two spies in the city as they plan to overtake the land. And again, out of all the places, there was a purpose for where they went. There was a purpose for where they stayed. Here's the other piece. We see a lot of strangers coming in and out, right? That's the nature of her profession. But also, this isn't a place where there was a great sense of privacy. How do we know that? Because the king found out that they were there. It also says that the king called Rahab, like, How you know Rahab, King? How how, how you know where her house is? Because he's the king. Kings are knowledgeable, right? People who may have been coming and going, and the king didn't have to really ask around about where the spies were sending their night. And again, although there may have been more desirable places to go, God knew what he was doing. He chose her because he knew that he would protect them, that she would protect their mission, and that there would be a perfect place to escape. There are going to be places that God sends you, and you may question, why am I here? And you're there because he knows there you will be protected. You're there because there your secrets will be safe. We talk about remnant being a place of refuge, freedom, and peace. And you may be like out of all the 1,273 churches in Lexington, why I got to go there? Why I got to go commercial drive? Because he knows what you need. He knows that you need a place of protection. He knows that you need a place of refuge. And so this is why they were sent there. The next thing I want to bring to your attention is that your yes comes with a reward. 
Um, if you're a TikToker, I'm going to forever blame Monique. Monique introduced me to TikTok, and she's the reason that I spend a large portion of my day. <laughs> so there are um, people on TikTok who will ask you a question or ask to engage you or ask you to buy them something. And as a reward, they will give you money or they will give you something in exchange for you being willing to say yes. Well, they got that idea from God. That was not original content, Right. Our original content creator was God. And because Rahab was willing to deceive the king, so this is for the liar in the room, God uses liars, if you didn't know. Because she, she bold-faced lied, right? I always laugh at that, because like there's a hierarchy of lies, little lies, little white lies, bold-faced lie, right? The king was like, hey, have you seen them? I don't even know where they at. I mean, they came through here, but they left before they, bold-faced lie. It didn't even need prompts. She just lied. Right? She's good at it. Right? God uses liars. But because she said yes, she was able to request salvation and protection for her family. Her yes placed her in the position to make that request. In fact, the spy said a life for a life. Her yes allowed her to make a request that many would not have had the space to make. The third thing I want to illuminate is the fact that um, although there's so much from this text, your yes isn't just for you. Rahab wasn't selfish in her request after aiding these men. She made it clear that her intention was not just to save herself, but her intention was to save everybody connected to her. She made the request, a clear request, and it was honored. A harlot, a liar, a deceiver was granted access to save her family because she simply said yes. So perhaps you identify with Rahab. She wasn't perfect by our standards, but her willingness to serve God's people made her the perfect person to carry out this task. She was able to get salvation for her family, and the Bible is filled with people who said yes to God, and as a result, their lives were transformed. So maybe Rahab doesn't resonate with you, but Noah said yes when God asked him to build the ark. He was okay with looking silly because they hadn't seen rain and they didn't know what it looked like for something to flood and they wondered why he getting all this wood and all these animals together, but he said yes. Abraham said yes when God asked him to sacrifice his only son. Some of y'all don't even let people watch your kids, but God's like, come on up here and kill him. He's like, all right, God, here it come. Moses said yes to God when he told him to go to Pharaoh and ask him to let the Israelites go. David said yes to God as a boy when he asked him to fight Goliath with only a slingshot and the stones. Esther said yes when Mordecai told her to go to the king and save her people. Daniel said yes when God told him not to bow down and worship other idols and you wondering if you're going to tithe or buy Beyonce tickets. Mary said yes when the angel told him he would, she would carry God's son. The disciples, I rushed right through that. You heard it though. The disciples said yes when Jesus asked them to leave everything behind and follow him. Paul said yes when God asked him to deliver the good news of Jesus to the Gentiles. Will you say yes? I'm glad that God presents an opportunity for us to say yes. We celebrate the fact that we are chosen by him that we're filled with the spirit, that he uses us to reach his people so that he can draw me in. And I'm glad that he allowed me to live long enough to say yes. 
I'm glad that I wasn't consumed by my own choices, destroyed by my own flaws, that I didn't reject his love and not accept his yes. I am thankful that his thoughts and his intentions towards me allow me to be blessed by my yes. Of all the yeses that exist in the word of God, I am most thankful for the yes of Christ. He offered up his life as a living sacrifice for my sins. My, my sins would have been enough. But then he took on the weight. He bared the weight of all of our sins. He was beaten. He was whipped. He had a crown of thorns pressed on his head. He took on the full weight of our sins that caused his father to turn from him. That's the yes that matters. He wants your yes. That same God who sent a solution for our sin problem wants your yes. That's the yes that changed my life. That's the yes that will change your yours. So perhaps you need to say yes today. If God's calling you into his arms, say yes. He is kind. He is loving. He is gentle. Wednesday we talked about sweet baby Jesus, but he also will fight for us. He will seek vengeance. He will protect us because he's that God too. Maybe you have a relationship, but he's calling you in deeper for a more intimate relationship with him. He's calling you to serve in the way that he's poured into you. Say yes. Is God calling you away from the things that hold you back? Choose his freedom and say yes. I invite you to revisit the altar. I know we started off this morning um, at the altar where you can lay everything down, but I invite you to come back. The altar workers are coming. They want to pray with you. They want to support you as you say yes. And to those of you who are joining us via Facebook, don't feel left out. You too can say yes. Your yes does indeed equal God's best. His intentions towards us are that we prosper. He loves us. He wants us to come into his arms. So let's make it easier. Go ahead and stand on your feet. And even if you don't desire to come to the altar, um, close your eyes and think about the yes that you need to make. Yes, God, I'll obey. Yes, God, I'll incline my ear to you. Yes, God, I'll do the things that you have called me to do. Yes, God, I won't resist. I won't run. What is it that he's calling you to say yes? about kids developmentally uh, one of the first words they say is no come here no let me help you no and some of us haven't matured past that point God is saying come here no do this no stop that no so say yes
announce that there's more that I desire of me. Will your heart and soul say yes? God, we thank you. We love you. We honor and adore you. God, we can't say enough how pleased we are that you chose us. That before the portals of time, you said, I want that one. You knew who we would be. You know what things that would choke us up. You know the fears that would keep us stagnant. God, you knew us and you still said, I want you, I love you, I see you. So we say yes. We surrender to the desire that you have for our lives, God. We say yes. We open ourselves to be receptive to what it is that you desire to do in and through us. We say yes. So we don't want to miss this opportunity, God. We love you. We love you because you love us so well, God. We say yes to your love. We won't press against it. We won't resist it. We won't elevate anything above it. There's nothing like you. There's no one like you. So we say yes. if you want to join us at the altar. What a sweet presence. 
What a sweet presence. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, God. We recognize that you're moving in this place. We thank you for the word of the Lord. We thank you that our yes equals your best. Thank you, Lord. We pray that you pour back into Kelly. We pray that you will minister to her, God. Fill her. Refill her, God, all the more. In Jesus' mighty name. And we give you praise, honor, and glory. Thank you that your word fell on good ground this morning. 